Ey. Alright, we got the go-ahead. Here we go. You already know what the fuck is happening. Cheers, Mike. Cheers. Leonardo DiCaprio in every single movie ever. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Everyone, you've made it. Everyone. Congratulations. Very noisy chair. Dude, I'm just looking at the camera from over here. I just can't believe I'm in the frame. Like, that lens is so wide. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Welcome back to episode 15. <laughs> what? We both had to look. We were like, yeah, wait, like, how long have you been doing this shit? How old am I? Who am I? What am I drinking? Episode 14 isn't even actually live yet. What? It's, uh... That's usually the way it goes, though. We've had some complications with the schedule this week. Had some complications with life. Yeah. Well, I think everybody's willing to give you grace. You know, I got great people in my life, man. Yeah. I'm grateful. I'm so happy that I'm in your life. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Hell yeah. I absolutely am because most people don't hang out with their brother every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> film a podcast. That's true. That's true. I just hung out with my buddy Spencer this weekend. Nice. And uh, we went swimming. That's legit. And, um, In a pool? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Come here, it's clogged. Full of chlorine. <laughs> Full of wax, dude. Oh. You've been listening to the music a little too loud. I guess so. Yeah. You want to dive right into that? (laughs) Sure. Go for it, man. Indulge us. You know what I'm saying? You want to dive right in? The pool. Dive right into your earwax. (laughs) That's a pool pun. Yeah, I I got it. So this weekend, the craziest thing happened. Went swimming with some friends (sighs) at the pool. Dope-ass house. My buddy Spencer's friend, Lauren. Jesus, I'm already saying names. <laughs> Starting off strong. Gosh. Cut. No, <laughs> Rolled again. Uh, went swimming with my friends and jumped in the pool. Did all kinds of crazy flips and shit and uh, had a great time. We drank beers. We smoked weed. We hung out. We played beer pong. We nice. rode longboards. We uh, rode... Ripsticks and different types of those razor toys. Ripsticks? You know, you know, have you ever ridden a ripstick? 
Is that the one where you kind of like wiggle your feet back and yeah, forth and it like goes? Swivel board. Yeah. That shit is lit. Yeah. But <laughs> I really like uh, longboarding. Yeah. Like, you, probably the highlight of my weekend was just longboarding. Oh, you went longboarding. Yeah. In the dark? Yeah. It was dark as fuck outside. Dang, dude. That's legit. That was fun. But when we were swimming, uh, I just, I guess I had a lot of ear wax in my ear and it just got jammed all up against my ear gel. And I've been kind of having like problems with my ears yeah. over the last few months. Uh-huh. I've had an ear infection that I've been trying to battle with different, uh, you know, home remedies and stuff you can buy at Walgreens and stuff. But yeah, uh, it just got really bad once uh, I woke up the next day after swimming because I could just feel this crazy amount of pressure on the right side of my head. I could feel it on oh, my neck. Gosh. Like it was awful. That sucks. And... I'm like, damn it! I need to go to the doctor. Like, yeah, this is this is getting too bad. And so, uh, the doctor takes one look look at my ears, and just goes, "Okay, I can't see anything because your ears are completely clogged. So we're gonna wash your ears out, and then we're gonna take a look and see what's going on here." And I was like, "Okay." And the nurse comes in, and she, geez, the nurse was a blast. She was all kinds of fun because she was just like, no, yeah, this is like like a release for me. Oh, yeah. It's like those people like popping pimples. God. I thought I was in a porno for a minute. I was like, wait, where are the cameras? <laughs> some of the stuff she was saying to me, like she was being really flirtatious on purpose. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, just fucking watch my ears out. I can't hear shit. And so. Uh, She's flirting with you and you didn't even know it. <laughs> No, I knew it. <laughs> and she was spraying me with the syringe in the ear. And you should have seen the cup. Then mm, all the earwax. I don't think I wanted to. Dude, it looked like beer and piss and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty, man. <laughs> There's like yeah, dirt gross. from 2015 in there, I'll bet. <laughs> Yeah, there had to have been, bro, because I swear to God, when I got out of there, I just got in my car and I put a song on Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, like it was like hearing for the first time. Yeah. And it's still like every day I'm just like, like shit's scaring me. Like every every little noise I can hear now. (laughs) Like we just noticed that those LEDs are making this noise sound and like i couldn't even hear that well, before i'm like oh that's probably why i've been pro- having problems with Devin's microphone you're you're like i can hear this wink the, the the whining or whatever and i'm like i can't hear it so i'm like maybe i need to go get my ears cleared out <laughs> you should bro yeah if you can buy little droppers eric, eric does this one. yeah eric does this doesn't he i mean i have to i don't wake up deaf some yeah that's so crazy yeah you got to you got to clean your ears out yeah. Especially as a music producer, because I'm telling you, when I couldn't hear anything out of my right ear the second day, did I get there yet? Did I tell that part of the story? When I woke up and I just couldn't hear anything? Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was crazy. Dude, that's crazy, man. That's that's bizarre. Yeah, it's like... Once they got all the <coughs> wax out, they found out that I actually did have an ear infection. Oh. So they prescribed me some antibiotics, and and uh, I'm going to be taking those for the next week or so. Yeah. I was on, it was funny, as soon as I got off the phone with you that one day, or you were texting me, and it was like, I was on Instagram, and these, like, K 
Q-tips came on, but they're not Q-tips. Instead of like the little cotton swab at the end of it, it had like a drill on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just stick it in your ear and you twist it and it like pulls the earwax out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but <laughs> I was like, Austin needs this. <laughs> There's all kinds of cool home remedies. Yeah. Wax back? What is that? It's a That's vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaner what? Yeah. I was being funny, but it's actually a vacuum cleaner. As seen on TV. From 1972? Dude. 2007. What? Ish. Yeah, they, they didn't have vacuum cleaners that small back then. Dude, my I was freaking out on the way to the ER. Dude. Because I was just like, I just, it's, that was so weird. That was such a weird thing to like have that much wax like jammed up against my ear. Yeah. And they had to like scrape it off my eardrum and I heard it like, like come off my ear. Uh, and I've been taking dabs, you know? Yeah. And uh, I've been rinsing my nose with this spray bottle and I've been- At the same time? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I started doing both around the same like time. Okay. Like, like like eight months ago, I started taking dabs and I started rinsing my nose with that thing. And I asked the doctor, I was explaining that to the doctor and she just interrupts me and goes, you don't have dabs in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, dude, strain that wax out and give it back to me. <laughs> Can I save these? Can I save this? <laughs> oh man, dude, that's Easy. crazy, bro. Yeah. yeah, that was all kinds of fun, man. But I'm telling you, like, and I was being dramatic, like I was having mega anxiety and just being yeah. paranoid and stuff. But like, I'm I telling you, tell. I can hear like crazy now. Like, it's like a superhuman hearing. Yeah. All your all your buy-in comes back after you clean your ears like that. Yeah. Trouble, like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you did it right. so yeah. I can hear again. It's like people who are didn't know they needed glasses and they finally get glasses and then they can see everything. Yeah. You're like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. but dude, um, so you know how I brought up supplements last week? Um, and then I started talking about creatine and re realized how little about creatine I actually knew. Hmm. And then like a week later, I got this article sent to me where I found this article about creatine. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of wanted to revisit that a little bit and give it its due diligence because it really is like, I don't want to just sit here and just like, you know, dog on supplements all day long and then say, but there is actually supplements out there that are actually very beneficial, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> I want to give creatine its due diligence here. Sure. Um, so just a few of the highlights that I got out of the, um, um, the article here. So yeah, we're right. Creatine is an amino acid, right? And um, we naturally produce about one to two grams in our kidneys and liver and pancreas. Oh, wow. So it's a naturally <clears throat> um, occurring substance in the body, but we get most of it from consuming red meats, salmon, and of course, supplements, right? So um, that's the best way to get it naturally is just through red meat and salmon. But if you can't... Uh, um, yeah, it's a salmon here. Um, but if you can't get it, then 
go ahead and supplement with it because it's um, it's really it's like it's it's really uh, if you're like um, an endurance athlete, it doesn't help you quite as much is what is what they're saying. But it's it's mainly for people who are doing like fast bursts of bursts of energy. So like one rep max. Uh, ballistic movements like jumping and uh, f- s- uh, Olympic lifts and heavy squats, right? So, mm-hmm. and then sprinting, that's when it would be really good for it. But um, endurance athletes, they're kind of more aero- aerobic as opposed to anaerobic, right? So um, just different energy systems in the body. Uh, it, it helps more with the anaerobic style of exercises, right? What is that, anaerobic? So it's like... Uh, yeah, without air, right? So, um, if you're doing anaerobic stuff, it's there's you got the the energy systems in your body, the ATP, which is uh, adenosine triphosphate. I I can never say that right, but um, that's what it's <clears throat> that's what it is. That's what ATP is, right? But it's it's just your cells, the muscle cells, readily available. Um, energy sources right so it can just you're moving boom it doesn't it's just right there ready to go right that makes sense not really okay you like your muscles have certain fibers that are well you know how your 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 muscles can't just like contract without having any sort of energy right they have to have some sort of a, a chemical reaction that makes them contract right okay so and it uses energy to do that, right? To make that muscle contraction happen. And there's the readily available energy sources that's just ready to go. See, I'm sitting here and say a bear comes jump through that window and then, or Eric comes to try to punch me in the face. I can just run, you know? Yeah. It's readily available to go. But say a bear comes jumping through that and I don't have any ATP, I'd have to be like, oh, one second. It's coming. Almost got enough energy. My body's doing it. Okay, now I can run, right? But it's just readily available. Boom, the bear comes out. We all freak out and we can run because we have the ATP yeah. red, readily available to go, okay. right? <clears throat> Creatine just helps uh, create that. Wow. Yeah, it makes it more effective, right? So that's why it's good for sprints, really short distance, um, like Olympic lifts, one rep max, Um so that's that's basically so it's really good for athletes, right? Who are using quick um, bits of energy, right? Dude, I gotta get some of that stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, other things that it's good for doing is um, helping your muscles retain water. Yes, it, it gives you it helps it does it draw in a little bit of water weight. Gives you a little bit of pump. Gives you a good pump. Helps with your pumps. Plus, it does help with. Um, the main thing that it's used for is increasing muscle size and strength. That's the biggest thing that it's, it's really been shown to do, right? Um, it also helps improve brain function. And it, it, this isn't, it's proven in some studies that it can actually uh, defend against neurological disease. Wow. Um, and that is why um, everybody should be supplementing with creatine, but especially vegans. Because they don't eat salmon and they don't eat red meat. So they don't get a lot of it. And the body only produces, you know, one to two grams a day. So is there a plant source for it? I think there are a few plant sources, but it's not 
can you search that real quick? I'm pretty sure there are a few plant sources out there, but it, it's, I know that's a huge problem when it comes to, um, when it comes to vegan, a vegan diet specifically. Right. So let's see. Yeah. It says creatine is not found in any plant foods. Vegetarians and vegans can only get it from supplements. Yeah, they can only get it from supplements. Dang. Yeah. So that's super. But isn't there cruelty involved in in the creation of creatine? Um, <laughs> Creatination. So, um, so now that's that's the next question that you kind of have to figure yeah. out. Yeah. Whether or not there's a way to harvest it, because the simple answer is yes. Creatine is naturally produced in the body and is made from methionine, glycine, and arginine, yeah. which are the building blocks of protein. Those are just amino acids, but right? It's right. Taken externally, like with supplement, they have to get the creatine from somewhere. Yeah, right. Because every every uh, vegan should be supplementing with creatine, but yeah, where's it actually coming from? Because you can't just like that's why people are vegan because if because. Uh, they're, they're Most people, free. the only reason that you should be vegan is for the animal cruelty thing. Some people do it just for health benefits, and then as we're seeing right here, it's not that healthy for you. I think people who claim they're doing it, well, some people who claim they're doing it for health benefits are just doing it because they don't want to eat or like they, they just want to have Yeah, there's some people that are like, uh, they get a like a visceral reaction. It makes them sick to think about eating, you know, uh, animal products. You know, like, sure. and it, it gives them that gut reaction of just like, man, I feel terrible. I want to go throw up. You know, just because they can't stand the idea of, you know, um, eating a living, eating a, another being. Right? Yeah. So. Some people feel that way just about hot dogs, just because. <laughs> yeah. Like well. No, because the, yeah, the freaking hot dogs are not good. <laughs> hot dogs are not good. That's a, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah. There's, there's a whole bunch of crap. In so I've, I've met people like that that can't eat like cafeteria food and stuff like that for, this, for similar reasons, but not because they were vegan. Right, right. Like, oh, how it's made. Yeah. I need to, I want to do this. Like after I'm done with this like trigger session thing, I'm going to get some creatine and, um, just kind of see what it does. Yeah. Do it stuff. So yeah, follow me on Instagram. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, I want to, I really want to get back in the gym because I feel like creatine made me like gave me more power in the gym. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Is it like explosive energy? Mm -hmm. Like when you're bench pressing or when you're squatting, like just getting up from the bottom yeah. of your lift, like getting the weight up. Yep. It's like, you know? Yeah, that's the whole reason that like rest times are important is because that's t that's the reason that you're resting is you're waiting for the ATP to build back up in the muscles so that you can use it again. Yeah. You know, that's all the reason you rest. Yeah, that makes sense. When you explain ATP that way. Yeah. It's um it's pretty crazy. So, well, I don't know how long we're going to be quarantined, but hopefully the gyms will be opening back up soon. Yeah, there are a few gyms that have opened up already. Yeah, but it's like... It's just half-assed. It's hardly worth it to even go work out. Is LA Fitness open? Nope. They're closed. I feel like in certain states they're open. But since California just had to go back into lockdown... Are they of, open in Colorado? 
It might be. I don't know. I'm not really paying attention. Is LA Fitness open in Colorado? North is pretty safe for the most part. So you want to Google it? I want to build a container home in Colorado. Dude, that'd be sick. Can you make a container gym? Yeah, I was thinking about putting a little gym in it. <laughs> that'd Freaking, be sick. Like, Just... divided into three parts, probably. Yeah. Have like a bedroom slash gym. Have the bed fold up into the wall. Yeah, reopen in Colorado officially. Oh, reopen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, under new coronavirus. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's kind of the thing. So 25% capacity right now. So 25%? You can't run a gym on 25%. What? Dude. That is, you, okay. Ugh. What if you need a spot? You got to stay six feet apart. Are you supposed to that's spot? what I'm saying. I'm about to build my own gym because I don't know how long this shit's going to go on. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Um, it's. That's, that's it. Yeah, it's there. You can't buy workout equipment right now because it's just in such high demand. Yeah. That's what everybody's doing. It's going out of stock. It's going out of stock. Yeah, because it's at high demand. And well, um, you can buy a container and get it delivered for like twenty one hundred. Yeah, six months later. <laughs> you know, yeah, if you're gonna build a house in it. You can live in for years. Well, in six months is a blip. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to go out and get. Like exercise equipment, you have to wait six months oh. before it actually shows up. Yeah. You know, and then who knows what the gyms will look like at that point? Yeah, hopefully everything will be open. But I'd rather buy all my own equipment and wait six months than just bank on the gyms to reopen. You yeah. know, yeah, most of them aren't coming back as it is. Mm. You know, do you hear twenty four hour fitness went bankrupt? They no, filed, they filed for bankruptcy. Damn. Yeah. Because of the virus. Yep. Plus, they handled it, stupid. Did you hear how they, they handled it? They kept charging people their monthly dues, even though they were closed and couldn't go to the gym. You know? Yeah. So, I think that was the wrong way to handle that. But, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Exactly. So. Anyways, <clears throat> you got some music stuff for us? I sure do. Here's a beat I made. I made this for one of our new artists at Bent Beat. Her name's Aaliyah. Mm. Uh, but she didn't like it. <laughs> she want to do it all? Say what? She want to do it all? Is that what? Well, we, she recorded a song to, to another beat that she found on YouTube. But... You know, the beat's priced at a certain level and, you know, you have to pay even more to get the stems for it. Oh. And I told her I'd just make her a beat for our hourly rate for one yeah. hour. Even though those beats usually take me two or three, you know, to get a demo that's that's good enough to send to somebody. Right. And hopefully catch their ear. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I made, uh, she recorded the original song to a YouTube beat and then I made that one underneath her vocal. So I just took out the old beat, put the vocal in a new project file at the same BPM. Yeah. And built the beat underneath it and sent it to her. She was like, whoa, that's cool. But it's not really the vibe I'm looking for for this song. 
And I was going to ask her if I could play her song on the podcast today, but I forgot. Oh. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. So I just queued up that beat that I made for her. That's what's kind of cool about making beats is like, <clears throat> excuse me. If I make a beat for an artist and they like it, then I get paid an hour yeah. for that beat. Okay. But if they don't, then I have another beat. Right. I have, I have a new beat yeah. that I can show to the next rapper that comes in. Yeah. You know, maybe he'll like it. And then I get and then I can charge him for an hour, you know, and yeah. not even have to do the work. You built it once, then you can use it later on. Yeah. And I'm hoping to build an online beat store here pretty soon because that's what tons of producers are doing. Online beat store. Yeah. That's legit. And like, you know, she came to the studio, Aaliyah, and said, here's this beat I want. You know, how many studios would my beats end up in if I had an online store like that? Because that's how she found it. (laughs) What are the the chances of somebody buying a beat? Do they now own it? Or can multiple people use the same beat? Uh, With those beat libraries? You know, I think... It depends. You can buy the rights to use it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean you own it. Okay. They usually have another package where you <clears throat> own it and you have the rights to use it. And then sometimes there's even another package where you own it, you have the rights to use it, and you have the stems, the project file. For right. It. I don't exactly know if that's how they're all divided, but like... If you pull up any beat on YouTube, you can look in the description and find the the store that it's on. And you know, if you use their beat on on and you and you publish a song, all your royalties are gonna go to them unless you buy the rights to it. So then they go and and they tell DistroKid or whatever distributing service they're using. Yeah. They 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 don't own it anymore. And somebody bought it. And they do can they, do whatever they want with it now. Do they have to take the song down or whatever? They'll usually just hijack the... Uh, Not necessarily. Yeah. And all the revenue just goes... It's like, why would you? Why would the original artist even want them to take that song out? Because all their royalties are even are going back. Now you have two songs with the same beat on it. Is it probably doesn't matter. I don't know, dude, because there's so much music. <clears throat> there's so much music yeah. nowadays. It's crazy. Yeah. Just a ridiculous amount of music, and it's in, and I think the whole copyright thing is ridiculous. But you know, producers are making money selling beats, yeah. So that's cool, and rappers feel good when they when they invest mute money into their music, you know, and they get paid on their taxes for that. So nice if they I, do it right. Keep track of your taxes. Yeah, I just paid my taxes. Did you pay yours? Yeah. God, it's dude. coming up again. For some reason, I have to. Mom was like, "You don't have to pay it quarterly." And then the IRS calls up and says, "You got to pay it quarterly." Our mom does our taxes. She's yeah, a bookkeeper. She's a bookkeeper. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's a blessing. That's an amazing thing to have. To have her. Everybody should know a bookkeeper. So, anyways, I've been recording with Aaliyah. She's got a song coming out. It's probably out by now. By the end of this, <laughs> by the time this podcast goes up. Um. And uh, we got some other albums coming out and everything's just in the works and things have gotten really complicated for me in my life lately. 
and I'm moving to Southeast Portland, Southwest Portland, Tigard area to get some space and uh, focus on the music and immerse myself in the music, dude. So get ready for a boatload of Heaven Sent. You already know, dude. And my new roommate is about to help me build a computer. Oh, nice. And uh, he says he has some parts laying around that I could use. That's legit. And so I'm going to have a faster computer. I'm probably going to buy some new editing software. Beautiful. Uh, be closer to the studio. Dude, it's going to be lit. So I want to talk about something crazy that I heard. What'd you hear? About John Bon Jovi. Oh, the man, the myth, the legend. Everyone's favorite white people songwriter. <laughs> what? Gotta drink whiskey before I gotta you put it down, bro. I gotta put the whiskey down is what I gotta do. <laughs> Save some for the fitness. I've been drinking like a fish lately. <laughs> do fish drink? No. <laughs> I don't think they even do, bro. <laughs> they just breathe. Yeah, they just breathe water. Yeah. That's, taking <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> I've just been breathing alcohol, dude. <laughs> like a fish. <laughs> so I don't uh, even know why I'm talking about this, honestly. This is just gossip. This is just stupid. Not, dude. But something inspired me to write this in fucking notes. So I'm going <laughs> to read the goddamn article. <laughs> John Bon Jovi and Sebastian Bach. Uh, Sebastian Bach is from Skid Row. This is so great to have Eric here. See, that's why we keep him around. I forgot to write that. I, I thought I wrote down Skid Row. It's not on here anymore. But anyway, uh, Skid Row was a band that went on tour with John Bon Jovi in their uh, Jersey Syndicate <laughs> tour from 1988 to 1989. Oh. And uh, Bach alleges that when Skid Row's fame began to rise and their merchandise began outselling that of the headliner, a jealous Bon John, John Bon Jovi ordered him into his dressing room and then, in quotes, stared me down and said the words, I'll effing own you. What? Bach then goes to say that Bon Jovi's crew once doused him in ice milk just before he took the stage. Ice milk? Which led him, yeah. Ice milk. Just before he took the stage, which led him to launch into an angry rant against John Bon Jovi during his set. After the show, quotes, we saw 60 people coming towards us, Bach recalls. Going on to explain that John Bon Jovi, his father and brother were at the front of the pack. John Bon Jovi, his father, and his brother were at the front of the pack with the group's entire road crew behind them. According to Bach, an incense Bon Jovi said, I heard what you said on my stage, motherfucker, and threw an errant punch. Punch. Bon John. <laughs> Jesus. You're doing great. <laughs> bon Jovi's crew <laughs> then reportedly Sam slammed Bach against a concrete wall Oof. as Bon Jovi's brother Tony yelled at him for calling his brother Bon Blow Me. <laughs> Ah, the heck. (laughs) And John's father apparently took things even further. Bon Jovi Sr. pointed in my face as I was held against the wall, Bach writes. He said, I'll fucking kill you or something like that. A war of words followed. But years later, when he and Bon Jovi had a chance, 2006 meeting in a London bar, a chance meeting, 
in 2006. Bach says the two hugged like old friends. John took a chance on our band, quotes. I will always be indebted to him for that. I feel like Bach is just saying that to like, so that Bon Jovi like doesn't kill him. Yeah. Because he probably got ties to the mafia bon or something. Yeah, no, Bon Jovi's Italian. It's Giovi is his real name. Oh, Giovi? Man. I'll say Again, I'm just saying it's funny, and he probably does. He's got ties to the... He probably is the mafia. He probably is the mafia, dude. What the heck? Don't, don't mess know, with him. He's a good-looking dude, man. He looks young. How do you think he got all his fame? Is he dead? No. He's still alive. No, he's still alive. Still alive. He, he still works <laughs> like soup kitchens and shit. The soup kitchens? Soup kitchen. <laughs> no, literally, that's, that's what people have been sharing with this whole... That's just the appearance. Hey! Whoa! That's so crazy. Bach is about to embark on a nine-city book tour in support of 18 and Life on Skid Row. The book hits stores Tuesday, December 6th. Presumably, Michael Sweet of Striper will not be on the guest list at any of these appearances. Bon Jovi released their 13th studio album, This House is Not for Sale, last month. It is their first record of new material since the departure of guitarist Richie Sambora. Dude's an animal. The group will hit the road in support of the album next February. I don't know when that article was written. So what do you think happened there? Like, they hate each other. They're trying to kill all fucking own you. I'm going to fucking kill you. And now they're friends. Jealous. Dude. Well, I was watching, the, the, the way I heard about this was watching an interview with Steve-O. Yeah. From Jackass. Okay. And he was on Hot Wings. I was watching Hot Wings with Steve-O. Hot Ones? Yeah, Hot Ones. And he was talking about this article. And so I looked it up and I was like, damn. But you know what's the what's crazy is that I don't look into a lot of stuff like this. I don't know what made me like want to look this one up just because I guess I'm a big fan of Bon Jovi. Right. And he kind of influenced my style and my, my, my ear a lot when I was a kid. Um... But this stuff happens all the time. And it happens like in the music industry like crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I've gotten in, in arguments with people. <clears throat> I, I, I've never like said anything like that before, but I've had people threaten to kill me, you know, that I've worked with before. And like musicians are very, very, very emotional beings. Yeah. They're a lot of fun to work with because I relate to, you know, I am one of them. You are one. Yeah. Yeah. Creative beings. It's go. really good. I think I think they really, you know, a producer, somebody on their team who can handle that. Yeah. You know, somebody who understands. So that's why I like kind of being on both sides of the curtain as an artist, you know, growing up as an artist and then learning production, being a producer, like that's fun for me. But yeah, I've been playing music for a long time before I even started producing. I, uh, I, uh, started making this rap music with this group that we called Trap Mafia Lyricism. Yeah, I remember them. And, uh, excuse me, we wrote some pretty cool shit, man. Yeah. It was pretty cool, it was pretty cool, but you know, we were all really, we were rappers at the time. That's what we were doing, we were just rapping. And uh, uh, I like made the beats for some of them. But then like my buddy who was like helping me market it and like was really like involved with it 
with me was, uh, he was uh, handling that whole side of things. And I was just making the music and he would pick out beats from YouTube sometimes okay. that we could use. And then I would make some of the beats sometimes, but I was still learning how to produce and stuff. And it was just really good practice and it was fun, but uh, I can't even really remember what happened now. But uh, I definitely had to move on from that. They still sing? No, no, not at all. Mm. I think uh, the other guys in that group are probably still doing some hip hop stuff. Maybe we can have them on the show. <laughs> yeah, see if you can find them. <laughs> and just talk about stuff. But yeah, that guy threatened to kill me one time. Did he? We we broke up as a as a band and then we tried to make peace. And it was just really hard. Too much bad blood. Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> and uh, it just happens, man, because, you know, people get inspiration. I think, I think creative minds are sometimes you know, in some of the most tormented souls, you know, are paired with some of the most yeah. tormented souls. Plus it just takes a lot to just put something out there like that, that you've created. It's your baby. You have so much invested into it and you put it out there and then people dog on it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a little bit more different than just like, you know, something you said, you know, something you didn't put a lot of you know, thought into something that you didn't really think about too much. You just said it, yeah. you know, and then people dog on that and you're like, whatever, dude, you know, but then if you, you take time, it actually has a lot of meaning to you, mm -hmm. you know, and it's something that's like meaningful and just like from your soul. Yeah. And somebody, you know, is, is mess, like picking at that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's never fun. That's never a fun thing for an artist. Yeah. Like we've been working with this girl, Aaliyah, and she's 18 years old. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like she doesn't have any social media right now mm. because like people are dicks. Yeah. Like people are just dicks. Bro. Right. And like, I just feel so bad for a girl like her. Like, you know, everybody's got their insecurities and stuff. And it's just so hard to like, yeah. to like put up with people. But bottom line is you just have to keep a cool head. And you have to meditate. <laughs> That's one of the things you gotta do. There it is again. Yeah. You gotta meditate. You gotta you gotta be able to control yourself. Figure out what's going on inside. Yeah. And and you gotta make music because it's fun. Not for the money. Not for the fame. Not for all that cool stuff. <clears throat> Stop reading like the comments. <laughs> well, you can hate in our comments. Yeah, <laughs> we don't really. Give I don't read those. No, I'm kidding. Because I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there is none. Yeah, what? please it, it, say something for God's sake. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us we suck. <laughs> but you know, another group I was working with back then was 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 Third Eye Goonies. Mm. And that's with Tavo and Nobody. Oh, nobody? Yeah, his name's Nobody. He's a rapper. And, <laughs> I love that. Oh my that's God. awesome. I'm going to put all their social media down there. You got to go check out Third Egg Goonies. You got to show love to Tavo and Nobody. My buddy Everett is his, is his name. And they're just some of the best rappers. I've ever, a couple of the best rappers I've ever met personally. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? And it just blew my mind that like how, how good they were. When I first met Tavo and I heard him freestyle, I was just like, how are you doing this, bro? Like you're a genius, man. Like you're just, you're coming up with words that like I've never even heard before. And like. <laughs> he just reads the dictionary. Yeah, he did that. It's that kind of obsession yeah. that Tavo has. And I respect that, you know, but he's also a very spiritually minded person and he's very enlightened mm. and um, he's a great guy to talk to. We should have him on the show, man, for sure. I'm going to hang out with him here pretty soon. Hit me up, Tavo. <laughs> I know we've been trying to hang out, but I'm probably going to have him on my album. I was just thinking that the other day. Nice. I'm going to send this. When's that him. coming out? I'm going to send this clip to him. I'm going to tell him I want him on my album. I don't know, dude. I'm working on it. Okay. I'm just taking my time with it. I'm being creative. And I'm helping lots of other artists work on their shit. Yeah. And, you know, I thought I kind of had, like, the center body of work done for the album. But I've just been getting new inspiration lately. And I'm when do you on- have to just say, okay, I've got all this inf- inspiration coming in, but I got a pretty good base here. When do you just say, okay, cut it off? Because I'm sure you could just keep adding and adding and adding, and it would never get let yeah. get put out. When do you it just de- say enough's enough? It just depends where your priorities are as an artist. Yeah. You know, if you want fame and you want clout and you want clicks and plays and money, then you you want to put out content like this. But there's got to be a sweet spot, right? Sure, yeah. If you want it, if you want fame and you want that, then you can set it. But if but you're not too concerned about it, you just want it at a, at a certain time, you know, then you can set up a system to where it'll start coming to you slowly, you know, and you can build up momentum that way. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm not really in a hurry mm-hmm. to put it, a whole bunch of music out. You're just going to rock the world when you drop it, though. Exactly. <laughs> I'm more concerned about, like, making, getting attention generated around what I'm doing so that I can use my creative energy as it comes to me. Yeah. Like, tonight I was thinking, man, it's one of those nights where I'm like, dang, I might have to just go to the studio tonight and just, like, work till 3 in the morning. Because <laughs> I really feel, like, creative right now yeah just lots of stuff hitting me and i have a lot of songs that like are ready to record vocals on and you know best time for me to record vocals is just late at night at the studio yeah i really like doing that because i'm just not worried about anybody hearing me like i get really self-conscious when i'm singing and I know you probably do too. Everybody does. Really. Yeah. Everybody. Except for Eric, dude. Eric over yeah. here. I remember being in church with Eric, dude, and Eric is just like, <laughs> I don't care. Dude. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's funny, dude. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, that's what happened up, dude. Nice. Here's the song I made called Broke Bougie. Here's the song I made. Got those like Arabic melodies, bro. That's tough. You put out some good stuff, bro. <laughs> well, this is old. Mm. I guess you've always been putting out good stuff, then.
love that, bro. Nice. That's Especially good. love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite sound. That, that one? Sound. It's a little pixie dust. <laughs> there it is. Boom! There it is. What's going on, Devin? It's happening, Captain. <laughs> um. So, dude. Uh, I've been writing some stuff and my last article that I wrote was about motivation cool, and accountability. Dope. And I think this is where, this is kind of something that people need to hear. Um, well, lay it on them. <laughs> um, so we've all got this idea of, right, you know, you go on YouTube you type in workout motivation. Of course. And you I do get, that every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get stuff like Ronnie Coleman coming on there. That's either we talked Coleman. about. And he's just like, lightweight, you know, yeah. and he gets you all fired up. And he's, you know, prepped. Me and my buddies used to yell that at each other. In the yeah. <laughs> I yell that randomly uh, to some of my clients and they have no idea what's going on. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. It's not light. It's, it's, but it really does like change your thinking about it. You're like, yeah, this is light. Yeah, it's just fun to yell that at people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you go and you search on YouTube and you got the, you know, the Ronnie Coleman's out there and you got the, all the, you know, Jack people making all these motivational YouTube videos and everything. Hell yeah. But as we know, um, if we look at the majority of fitness goals, we see that they fall short. And we don't actually accomplish our goal, you know, and it's because we rely too much on this concept of motivation, right? We need to be motivated to move forward. And that's the only thing that gets us going. Mm. That's the only thing that gets us up off our butt and go. And the problem with motivation is it's fleeting. It's very here one moment and the next one, Next moment, it's not there anymore. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was like chasing after some sort of goal and there was, I found a song that motivated me, you know, and I'd be like, all right, it's time to go chase after my goal. Oh yeah. So you draw the line in the sand. Yep. You draw the line in the sand. You're like, today's the day I'm going to change my life. And it's, and uh, it's time for the rubber to meet the road. And you throw that song on, you get all fired up and ready to go. Oh, yeah. And you get out the door and it's amazing. And you go knock it out and it's like the best day ever. Yeah. But then the next day you're not motivated again. You put the yeah. song in and maybe it motivates you again. You know, yeah. and you get up and you go out and you knock it out and it's amazing and everything. But then two weeks, a month down the road, you throw that song on and you're it's just like, do it. it's, it's not, not doing it anymore. Play. You even start to like not like the song anymore because... You know, you're always listening to it in this moment of like frustration and irritation, you yeah. know, you know, and that song starts to remind you that's huge. of all these problems, you know, and then that's that song doesn't motivate you anymore. Those videos on YouTube don't motivate you anymore. And you're only a month into your goal. Yeah. Maybe you've seen a few results, but that's not really enough to keep moving, keep pushing you forward. Yeah. Right. So we need to have that's when accountability comes in. Right, we need to have some sort of accountability, and I really don't care what that accountability looks like. That's what keeps you on track. That's what keeps you on track. After the, motivation leaves you. 
that's what uh, why CrossFit was so incredibly popular, right? And successful. It wasn't necessarily because it was the best way to train. It wasn't necessarily because it was the most effective exercises, exercise programming. Um, a lot there's a there's a lot of you know things wrong with CrossFit, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, me and Eric were watching some. Anyways, as a different. <laughs> um, did say uh, it's it's that's why it was so incredibly popular is because and it works so well is because <clears throat> all the CrossFit classes were taught in a class format. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, if you didn't show up to class one day, the people at the class were calling you and like, yo, where were you? What's going on? How you doing? You OK? Yeah. You OK? And there was this community that was built in, inside the uh, inside the CrossFit boxes and everything. And some of this some of, and that was what kept people just really motivated and you know, moving towards their goals. It's kind of a competitive element. Yeah, yeah, there's also a competitive element to it all too. Yeah, Weight Watchers is, a, is an amazing thing. That's why that it just exploded. Group fitness classic exploded. Dude, I remember one time I was changing the light bulbs in a Weight Watchers. Yeah. And I was listening to this gal talk to her group and I was like, this chick is awesome. Like, yeah. She was talking about motivation and accountability. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. You got to have, that's, that's the, the key to like sticking to your goal because we know that uh, a lifelong habit, a lifelong, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lifelong commitment. Yeah. Commitment, but a lifelong, like uh, like a lifestyle of unhealthy habits, right? isn't going to just change over in a month. Yeah. You know, and that's how long your motivation is going to last you two weeks to a month. Right. And you're not going to be able to change that lifelong, those lifelong habits that you've built. That's why I kind of like look at those Tony Robbins videos where he's like looking at people in the eye and he's like saying all these words that are like supposedly magical and stuff. And like, seems like something magical is happening there. It just looks fake to me. Yeah. Like, and it's just because it's that it's just that it's motivation. Motivation is temporary. Yeah, it's very temporary. It's fleeting. It's not going to be the thing that gets you to your goal, right? So, just trying to find out different ways to keep yourself accountable. You know, whether that be a workout partner, whether that be a, a, a class, right? Maybe whether that be you know somebody who's already you know a few years ahead of you and yeah. has actually gone out and done the things that you wanted to do. Maybe it's hiring a personal trainer that, cause that will That's help you. Yeah. That helps me a lot. It's having a partner. Yeah. Partner. Having like some sort of accountability partner because Another person there to yep. prove, to prove. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to do it alone. You can't do it alone. Right. Um, that's, there's so many people, there's very, very, very few, maybe like 5% of the population that's going to be able to do it on motivation and their own self drive, right? The majority of people are going to need somebody else out there that help them get to their goal. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think that was kind of the biggest thing that kind of surprised me when I first became a personal trainer is that people would come up to me and say, Hey, I know how to get to my goal. I know what I got to do. I know how to do this, but I can't keep myself accountable. I need you to be my accountability. Yeah. And then I hire you for the accountability part. 
you know, and then they figure out all these, and then they realize that they don't really know how to get to their goal. Yeah. But I do, <laughs> you know, so they hire you and then they get, you get to your goal a lot quicker. Plus you actually get to your goal because you're, you have somebody to keep you accountable. So yeah. it's just, it's huge. It is huge. Um, I feel that a lot with my artists at Ben Beat. I feel like I'm there to help hold them accountable. Yep. Yeah. Because like there's this, there's this one gal who just like, she first came in, I, she was talking about, well, you know, I don't really want to be famous. Like I don't want to go like travel the world and make a career out of music and stuff. And I was just looking at her like, I could just tell she's just lying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, someone told you that you need yeah. to go get a job. Yep. Like, like you're talking, like I can hear someone else's voice coming from your, from you right now. Yep. Like, I was like, yeah. there's no way like, and, and then, and then we met with Dave and, and he was like, and, and, and the way Dave posed the question to her was a little bit different. He was like, don't worry about embarrassing yourself. Don't worry about yeah. blah, blah, blah. But here's the question. I don't remember exactly what he said to her, but he asked the question. He asked the same question. Where do you want to take this? Yeah. Do you want to go travel the world and tour? Yeah. Or do you just want to post a song on SoundCloud and show your mom? You know? And she was like, honestly. And she, she's like, I want to go on tour. There you go. She's like, I want to go on tour. I want yeah. to have fans. I want to, I want to blow up. And I'm like, there it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously, that, that's, that leads me right into the next part that I want to talk about is that your association, yeah. who you associate with is, is huge as well. You yeah. know, if everybody around you smokes weed, you're probably going to end up smoking weed. Hell yeah. You know, and if peer pressure, yeah. And if you want to smoke weed, then hang out with people who want to smoke weed, right? That's fine, whatever. But if you don't want to smoke weed, you, for whatever reason, you feel that you don't want to do that, yeah. you know, then hanging around a bunch of people who do that, it's probably not the smartest idea, you know? Maybe not every weekend. Yeah, not every weekend. But like one or two weekends out of the month, yeah, sure. Same thing goes with fitness, right? If you have a bunch of friends, all your like five closest friends are all overweight, always eating fast food, don't care about their their health and their fitness yeah. or aren't paying attention to it. Sure. You know, I feel like everybody cares about their health and fitness, but not everybody's doing something about it. Not right? everybody's honest with themselves about how much they actually yeah, care. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's just easier to say that you don't care. Anyways, moving on. Right. Um, so if you hang around a bunch of people like that, who aren't ready to act, who aren't ready to change and uh, take the step to actually go and you know change their lifestyle for the better, then it's going to be really hard for you to break out of that circle. But if you have people around you, you have other friends that are, are like-minded and they want to change, they want to move forward, um, I mean, not to say that you can't hang out with these other friends anymore. You totally not, can. Yeah, you don't have to shun them and say, hey, we're not friends anymore, we're done. I um, think that's, that's really important with all of this is that you're saying is that you can totally hang out with people who don't value fitness as much right, as you do. Right. You have to be strong in what you value. 
you know, you make your top five is really, really going to influence you and right. how, how your, your, your life works. And like, I, I, I know there's people who I hang out with consistently, intentionally, because I strive to be like those people. Right. Exactly. And they strive to be like me. Mm-hmm. You got to pay attention to that too. Are you a good influence on the person that you're hanging right. out with? You yeah. Know? And you never know. You might be the, like they, your friends who aren't that into health and fitness, they might see your change and your dramatic, you know, transformation into this, you know, fitness model or whatever. And get inspired. And get inspired by that. And then that will push them to change, right? Yeah, and be now, a leader. Yeah, be, be a leader, leader, not a follower. That's what all the fucking homeschool moms used to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Maybe you could be the change, be the change, right? So do, do the hard thing and then maybe you'll be the, (laughs) gosh, dang it, man. Yeah. (laughs) The homeschool moms. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Oh, what were we even talking about? <laughs> Motivation and accountability, right. man. Hanging out with good people. Hanging out with the good people. Maybe Being you'll be a good the person to hang out with. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you gotta you have your convictions, you have your things that you want to do, you wanna change, you wanna the goals you wanna accomplish. Make sure you you find people who are like minded with you to help you break out of that, you know, circle around you. Yeah. And make make the make the change totally you know so i think then, it's important to hang out with other with unlike-minded people too like every, like once a month or so once you feel like you're getting in a rut at least maybe maybe this is just my chaotic like chaos craving mind that does this but like i feel like every once in a while i need to just hang out with a new group of people and just like yeah, switch up my story sure. completely and just see how these people get down Right. See how these people hang out. Like, what do they do? Like, that's the crazy thing about, like, if you, that, that is super smart. That is super, you know, because if you just hang around people who think like you and don't challenge your ideas, yeah, you're never good. You're never going to learn, right? You people really, go into you know, these. That's de- how you solidify your shit. Yeah. That's how you solidify what you think, right? Um, if you go, because like so many people have this idea. And then when they go into it, and they just, all they do is they hang around this certain type of person that believes what they believe. Yeah. And they go into this new circumstance, and then somebody challenges what they think, and then they just have they get angry and they shut them down, and they just you know, you know, shut them up as fast as they possibly can. That's it. What I believe is right. You're wrong. And then the, what, what does that do to the other person? That just shuts them down and then nobody learns anything. But if yeah. you come into this, this, the, the scenario with an, you, open mind. with an open mind and you say confidently what you think and they say confidently what they think and you have a logical Discussion. you know, um, discourse. discourse, yeah, like... Not, but not like animals, but civilized yeah. discourse, right? Sure. And you just talk about what you feel, you know, instead of just being like, you know, go animal and go ape and try to just, you know, get the other person to submit because that's not going to yeah. get anybody to do anything. I think people just want to feel like they they're knowledgeable and they want to be seen as knowledgeable and not ignorant. Mm-hmm. But like, 
I love being ignorant. Like I love learning about stuff that I don't know about. It's an insecurity in the in the long run. Don't be insecure. You know, because if be ignorant and yeah, just accept it. If you're ignorant. okay with potentially being wrong, you know, you got nothing. That's okay. That's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. The the only <clears> time <throat> it becomes wrong is when you're afraid of being wrong mm-hmm. and you have to convince yourself that you're not wrong because maybe you don't quite believe. 100% what you're talking about yeah. and what you're saying. So in order to, you know, think that, you know, appear to be, you know, solidified in what you think, you know, you have to just shut everybody else down. Right. But the ultimate, you know, play of confidence is to actually be confident enough in what you believe to, to be able to hang out with those people, to be able to hang out with those people and also think that maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, and let's find out. <laughs> to have an open mind. Yeah, have an open mind. Yeah, so that's good, bro. That's good. Okay, guys, so here's what you got to do. If you're following us on social media, um, actually, if you're not following us on social media. Follow us on social media. Do that first. If you're not, go find us at Pod Heaven, Austin, and Devin. Austin, Pod Devin. Pod Heaven, Austin, Devin. No, and... My brain puts that in there every time. Okay, let's restart. Go give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Pod Heaven Austin Devon. Right? Nice. There it is. Got it. I will get it one of these weeks. And then go find us on Twitter at Pod Heaven AD. And then same thing uh, on YouTube is Pod Heaven Austin Devon. Go follow us there. We put out a Austin lot. Austin Devon. Austin Devon. What did I say? Pod Heaven Austin Devon. That's what, what that's what I said. It's in there. Okay. It's in there. Anyway, that's what yeah, I thought it's not I like said. Anybody's actually going to type it in. Yeah. It it auto fills it. Anyways, go find us on YouTube. <laughs> we put out some stuff that's you know to YouTube only, special to YouTube. Dude, so you're gonna want to follow us there. Exclusive content. Exclusive content. You know what it is. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Holla!